All right, where we at? Volume 17, 17. of Show Your Work, the Rick Fox episode, I guess, in a sense. The, the Rick Fox episode. <laughs> That's you gotta make it pretty. You gotta make it pretty, I guess. They call him Pretty Ricky. I mean, I guess so, but. That's what I'm saying. I I don't call him that. I don't, you know what I mean. I call I call that man fucking pretty Ricky. Yeah, I don't don't call no grown man pretty, but that's apparently what they call him. So, you know, shouts out to Rick Fox, I guess. Yeah, episode 17, we here. Yours truly, Nelson, with my guy, the my my guy, the producer, the Beige Alchemist, aka Bateson Kid. Basically, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot that alias. That's the new one now. Yeah, man, that's you, bro. You basing kid, bro. You passing? You know, you hit three. You hit the three if you need to. Yeah, later on in the career, because remember in the beginning he couldn't really shoot, but yeah, he they developed to, that real they fast. That's a fucking threat. That motherfucker to shoot. They're like, if you don't fucking shoot the goddamn ball, <laughs> they mm-hmm. said they used to curse him. I'm like, bro, shoot the ball, bro. Now he a top ten. Was, now, well, not he. Now he not in the top ten anymore. He eleventh now because Dame Lillard isn't on the top ten. But a three point is all time. But yeah, man, I swear up and down. I thought he was like in the top three for some reason. I don't know why. Because remember, he got up to that top ten fast as hell. Yeah, because all he had to do, all he had to do was shoot. At one point, he couldn't just run from from end to end no more. So right, he got slow fast. Like as soon as he got to the mass, it was like, all right, bro, yeah, you gotta get this championship, or else. Even though I didn't think they would win the championship, but he was really at that point. Yeah, now nah, he was going, he was going wild. Definitely, Jason Kidd. Shout out to Jason Kidd, man. They had him looking like Elmer Fun on the Knicks, but he gave he gave me a couple of good years, so I'm cool with that. But speaking of another light skin brother, <laughs> hey. speaking of another light skin brother who shoot. What happened? What happened? No, real quick, I was about to say that. I remember they kept saying that because he had that big ass headband on. Yeah, he was looking crazy. I was like, "What the fuck?" Hey, never mind. he like a junk, he like a junk Puerto Rican on Graham Avenue. Hey, bro. I don't know if I should say this, but fuck. Remember his son used to have that big ass head. Who he used yeah, to be on the sideline. TJ? Yeah, he used to have yeah. a son on the sideline. I, that's all I used to say. I was a shorty saying, like, man, that kid got a goddamn cranium on him. <laughs> he did, though, bro. He grew into that shit, though. So shout out to him, I guess. I, I thought he was going to make it to the league for some reason. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's like the Steph Curry type thing. Like, all right, I'm here on the sidelines with my pops. I got an NBA dad. But I yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's doing something else because I swear up and down, I thought he was going to go to the league. I think he, I think he is doing something else. I just don't remember what exactly. But hold on, I'm about to I'm about to research this. Actually, I could have sworn. Sorry, I'm eating grapes, y'all. That's not that's not a podcast etiquette. But a brother needs to eat. Hold on a second. I'm looking right now. I could have sworn his kid was doing something. Uh, where's yeah. Jason Kid? Because Jason is on the uh, assistant. He had one assistance right for uh, the He's Lakers. He's an assistant for the Lakers now, yeah. But you know what's fucked up? If you Google Trey Jason Kidd, it says Trey Jason Kidd head. Like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, bro. 
Come on. Let me see. This file for looking it up, but we here. Uh, this is showing your work, Jason Kidd. Yeah, his name's Trey he's, Jason Kidd. Yeah. That's his, that's his son's name. He's damn, he's twenty two. That's crazy. I remember when that kid was little, you know, right? Bro, we get old. Bro, do you you know how we know we get old, bro? You know what I watched the other day? And I was telling my girl about this. I watched a Baller's Life a minute highlight tape of Carmelo Anthony's son. Yeah. And he, he was doing Carmelo footwork. I was like, bro, this is fucking crazy. Like, he was doing the little the little footwork, the little jab step. He was even laying it up like his dad. He was doing turnaround. I said, God damn, bro, we get old. Bro, the thing <laughs> is. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my, what? bro! His down to riddle. That's crazy. It's about family. That's all it is. It ain't coming up. Like Shout out to the bro. slow ass computer I got. His oh, I forgot. Jay Z kid do got another son. He got like an older son. He do. He got the Toretto head. He got to go bald already. God damn, bro. Toretto. It's crazy. (laughs) And I feel bad if this. Yeah. My son down. Toretto, bro. It's about family. You embarrass me. That is crazy. Nah, his son, uh, Carmelo's son, just be yakking up threes, bro. You know how Melo got the pull up at the top of the arc. His son yeah, be doing he, that everywhere on the floor. Nah, but his his son was his son was balling though. I'm not gonna lie, I was like, damn, his son is you know. Imagine his, his son, son be just like, uh, uh, just a good be the same version as Melo the God, but instead he in shape. Because remember, like, Melo stopped being out of shape in, like, four years. No, 07, when he cut his hair, he got out of shape. Right. Like, I don't know what he was eating when he in 07, but he cut his hair and he he got a he, – he, I don't know, bro. I don't know if he was trying to play center, power forward, or what, but he got – you know what I mean? He gained weight after he got that haircut. I mean, he's a wrestling fan, though. So that's what's up. Oh, really, Carmelo, son? Nah, Jason Kisson actually. Is a wrestler fan? Yeah, his kid was at WrestleMania. This past one? Yep. How you find that out? Hey, man, you just got to do some Googles. Nah, his Instagram popped up. Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. I need him and The Rock to have a match. They look alike. Bro, what is going on with you, dog? (laughs) Hey, man, because we got to have something. This is side, though, but we here. Cause they gotta do something next year for WrestleMania. I ain't trying to see no Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns or Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. Y'all better put this together: a triple threat, Roman Reigns, another triple threat, Roman Reigns versus Jason Kidd's son versus Dom a Fatal Four Ray versus Dom Toretto versus The Rock. Like, <laughs> what's up with you? That's Survivor Series. I oh, know that definitely is Survivor Series. The first one, the headbutt, the other one. And passes out, loses. But they're gonna call you to be on that team. You Beijing Dart and you Beijing Blood. You fit right there. Hey, bro. Listen, 
They don't want to bump heads with me. Pause. Everybody going to sleep. <laughs> With the spike, yeah. Hey, that's what my dude, uh, Dabo Kunta doing. He doing the spike now. What, what did you just call him, Dabo Kunta? What's Dabo Kato, right? Dabo Shit. Kunta, he sound like a Star Wars, motherfucker. bro. That's what I'll be calling him. I know his name, Dabo uh, Kato, but he Kunta, <laughs> Kunta Kato, Kunta Kato, yeah. That's better than shit. Dabo Kunta. Yeah, he did the spike. My they son out here spiking him, people now. They're going to call him Dabo Sweeney and fuck around. Watch. Dabo Sweeney. Dabo <laughs> Mubato or Dabo Mutombo. Dabo Mutombo is crazy. <laughs> Dabo hey, he, he used a finger, didn't he? To hit, uh, what's the name the other day? That On Strikedown. So there you go. He, hey, son with the finger. Yeah. Speaking of uh speaking of uh light skin brothers, um uh, this man Wardell Stephen Curry the second, bro. MVP. Listen, he he heard y'all. And I mean y'all, I mean who it may not be whoever is listening, but it could be the people on social media who said Stephen Curry was finished. But we were saying mm-hmm. Stephen Curry was gonna play. We said the Warriors may fuck around make the playoffs. And people thought we were bugging out. I said it multiple times. I said, bro, you cannot underestimate somebody who's made the playoffs like Stephen Curry, bro. Because mm-hmm. he is, bro. De- oh, my. Listen, I'm going to read these stats off. Let me let me read some of them. Can I say that? Yeah, let me say that. Yeah, because we did talk about this when we first started the show. But let me, I think the first episode, if I'm not mistaken. We did. But, let me tell y'all the numbers because I know off the top of my head, for the most part, the point per game average. Uh, 32.1, if I'm not mistaken. 30, and, 31, but you're close. Yeah, 31, about 43% from three, if I'm not mistaken, and 50% field goal percentage. I could be off. I got you right now. You said again, what, 31 31 points, uh, I believe 30, 43% from three, and then 50% field goal percentage, if I'm not mistaken. You're actually pretty close. 31.2 points per game. He's averaging 31.2 points per game, 5.6 rebounds, 5.8 assists. Uh, his, his, his shooting clip right now, 92% from, 92.5% free throw. Um, I'm trying to pull it up now. Three point percentage forty two point five percent field percentage forty eight point nine percent. Yeah, see, I'm always in the ballpark of that, but that's yeah, still you, nothing. You, you were right there, but that's still nothing to wave a hand at, like, bro. That's that's insane. As far as like the three point and the regular field goal percentage, like, mind you, this dude not getting to the rim, <laughs> he's shooting. Right, like his yeah. clip. Not good, bro. No, no, no. It's just that's his game. Like I think people fail to realize that he's just shooting. I mean, it's Stephen Curry. People forget that he is Stephen Curry. Like they thought, oh yeah, he's done. And I'm like, bro, people who could shoot, like, even if he were to lose his mobility, like, he could still shoot into his late thirties, late, you know, his late thirties if he wanted to. If he ended up becoming a spot shooter, which is dangerous. 
Mm-hmm. But at the clip he's doing it is just absolutely incredible. And people were writing him off. And I'm like, bro, it's quick how it's amazing how quickly you guys turned on a team that granted was playing with full of G League and second and bench guys for basically a whole year. Cause mind you, Clay, Steph, and Draymond were hurt. And Steph is that good that he could power this team. This is honestly and I don't like comparing seasons because then it turns into a whole thing if I, you know, when this comes out, but I could kill us. This is 2006 Kobe. Mm-hmm. At just with a much at a much more efficient rate, but like let me let, let's pull up some numbers here, bro. Because I, five days ago, okay, so his unanimous MVP season, right? He was averaging 30 points per game, 30.1 points per game, 5.4 rebounds per game, 6.7 assists per game, 2.1 steals. Um, his true shooting percentage was 66.9%. That's the everything combined, right? This year, mm-hmm. this was a couple days ago, 31.4 points per game, 5.5 rebounds, 5.9 assists, 1.2 steals. Um, his turnovers per game were the same at 3.3. His three points made were 5.2, and the true shooting percentage was 66.5. So he's, right now he's the scoring leader in the league. He overtook that from this crazy week that he had. He overtook Bradley Beal, so he's up by percentage points. Um, at one point, he made 72 threes in the last 10 games. More than Chris Paul, Tobias Harris, Russell Westbrook, Pascal Siakam, Giannis, and Joel Embiid the entire season. And Where is he fr- at? The- What'd you say? I'm sorry, bro. I'm, I'm thinking about something right now. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'll, I'll save my thought for after you're done. We're, we're almost done. We're almost done. Stephen Curry, April, the first 10 games, he was averaging 40.8 points per game, 7.2 three points made on 55, 5D, 55, excuse me, 55, 50, and 91%. And the five, the last five games, that those five game stretch that he had, he had 49 points on 10 threes, 47 on 11 threes, 33 on four threes, 42 on 11 threes, and 53 on 10 threes. Hmm. And y'all fucking thought that Stephen Curry was done for. It's funny that the first couple of games, he I guess he was trying to find his rhythm just because, you know, mm-hmm. last season he only played, what, 21 games or he only averaged 21 points last season. Uh, he barely played. Yeah, he barely played last year. That's when it was basically like the tank season. That's it. As they were calling it. I don't think it was a tank season. They were just losing, which is fine. And I'm thinking about right now how, you know, the first couple of games or the media was saying that, can he do it? Can he carry a team, et cetera, et cetera. And he's basically doing it right now, you know, without, without Clay, who's probably out. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, the season starts again in October, November, wherever they're going to do it, unless they push it to December, uh, like they did this past year. So either way, he's going to be out for a longer ex- extended amount of time uh draymond even though he doesn't score a lot he's efficient for the system he basically a point forward and he plays defense but it looked like he's starting to it looked like honestly i want to tell you this a while ago it looked like draymond career is coming to the end and that's maybe why he's on tnt a lot to get warmed up for media because it looked like his career about to be over like these foot injuries and him getting two points and maybe five rebounds yeah, it's almost over. So they got to look to, you know, if they don't make the playoffs and then they get a pick, they definitely need to try to get a power forward. They need another big. But 
other than that, uh, what I can say about him is, and I'm looking at the, the Kia MVP leaderboard right now. Hey, man, I'm going to be honest with you. He should be – he said it the other day, and I, 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 I posted it. You got you to gotta look at him for MVP. I understand that Joe Kitch, I understand that Joe Embiid had better records, but right. when you think about these stats, like, man, it, he's been doing this, you know, consistently, but it's like the MVP seasons is when the numbers really spike up. But he's been doing this consistently since, I want to say, 2014 with these type of stats. Like, he changed the game seven years ago. He changed the face of basketball or the organization as a whole changed the face of basketball, you know what I mean, seven years ago. Like, I'm looking at it right now. They got Jokic. He he changed the sport of basketball all the – like, overall. Like, I'm looking at the – Kid MVP leaderboard right now. They got Jokic at, you know what I mean? All these are just guesses. But they got two centers at, you know what I mean, for the MVP voting, which is pretty good because it's rare that centers win it or in this in this day and age. They got Jokic right. at number one who's averaging 26.4 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, 8.7 assists, which is insane for a center, and then 1.4 steal. And then you got Joe Embiid who – everybody basically has considered to be the clear cut favorite, even though he hasn't played a lot of games or he, he's played a lot of games, but the past couple of games he's been on and off. I know he got a shoulder injury now. He's regre- yeah. He regressed a bit. Yeah. But his, his season stats are still 31.1 or 30.1 points per game, 11.1 rebounds, 1.4 Blocks per game. I think they also had him for uh, defensive player of the year, right? Contention. He's up there. Gobert's up there. Simmons is up oh there. God. There's a couple people. Oh no, Ben Simmons. Uh, some people are saying Ben Simmons might win uh, defensive player of the year. Then they got Giannis is three, Luka at four, and then Steph at five. I mean. Like I said, if it's my vote, you know what I mean? You got to go. It's all based on, you know, people in the media that get the votes. If I'm getting a vote to somebody, it's Steph Curry. I mean, but at the same time, I can understand if you give it to Joker, if you give it to Joe B, just based on solely the record, because that's what it's supposed to be based on. But then it's the argument they had on inside the NBA about, you know, it being a single accolade, but also – you know, one side was saying it's about your know, team record as well, even though it is a single accolade. Right. The reason why uh, Russ got it in 2017 is because he averaged a triple-double, something that wasn't done for 40-plus years. And, I mean, hell, he doing it again. <laughs> like, I think this is, what, his fourth season averaging a triple-double, not fourth straight, but fourth season overall where he's averaging yeah, a triple-double. This is his, yeah, this is either his third or his fourth. Yeah, now that that's insane. I think it is his third because if I'm not mistaken, hmm. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll pull it up right now. Yeah, because the 2016-2017 season, he averaged a triple double, and I think in 2017-2018 season, he averaged a triple double. Because last year he was just averaging, he was getting low key big man numbers, and he a point guard. On the Rockets, he was getting twenty-eight and ten, I think, rebounds somewhere around that, or this at least you know before the season went on pause. Actually, Banks, this is for this is his his fourth year. No, one, see one. 
Yep, this will be his if he finishes with the with the with the same numbers, it'd be his fourth year because 26 2017, he averaged 31.6 points per game, 10.7 rebounds, 10.4 assists. The year after it was 25.4 points, 10.1 rebounds, 10.3 assists. The year after that, 22.9 points, 11.1 rebounds, 10.7 assists. This year he's averaging 21.9 points, 11.1 rebounds, and 10.9 assists per game. So this is his fourth year. He did it three years in a row. In the 26, uh, the 26, 2017 year, 2017, 2018 year, and 2018, 2019 year. So this will be his fourth year. Yeah. So I think you give him a second team in that regard, and then you give that to Dame as well. Uh, because once again, it's a trip. I don't care, man. This is another season of a triple double. I, I think, you know, at this point, people might be minute to it so to speak just because it keeps happening but you still gotta give them second team at least for that one uh or they probably he get might get third or third. second team but there's so many injuries too so that you know some guys can sneak in because i mean even that i've seen discussions about people thinking in that julius randall may be a second team now it, it was he was third team and i was like oh he may be second no nah, he should be second because your knicks are are in playoff contention. They won nine straight game. They're the fourth seed in the East, yes, if I'm sir. not mistaken. Yeah, no, nah, he's he's averaging 25.1, if I'm not mistaken, or 24.1, somewhere around there. He's averaging that. In like, 24. Think, yeah, so that's second team. And they, it's a winning record. That That's definitely second team. 24 points, 10.5 rebounds, six assists a game. Those are, that's his, those are his that's uh, second team. Yeah, that second team notoriety definitely. But in regards to Curry, though, if the Warriors make the playoffs, he could win the MVP. The thing is, if they make the playoffs. But with the rate that Embiid and Jokic are going, and like I think this is the I think if either of them were to win, they'd be the first big man in like I think the last person to win the last big man to win an MVP was Tim Duncan. it was either Duncan or Shaq, but a center. Because remember, Tim Duncan is technically listed as a power forward, but but he is center. No, it was, it was definitely was him because it was 03 when he got it. Let's see, he won MVP 03. Yeah, yeah, that's the last big man to get. No, KG because KG got an 04. But, so there, but I think because they're I think because Jokic and Embiid are centers. That I think the last center to win a oh, you know yes we know. You know, we know that they're, they're, they're stretch four guys. And, yeah, well, KG wanted it 0-4. But actual build as a center who doesn't play the four, it would be Embiid Jokic. So. Yeah, I got to remember that, too, because, you know, even though it's kind of like – I think of it as a big man is the center. Sometimes they say the power forward is a big man. It's like you got to – sometimes they don't know the distinction between a big man and, like, right. a power forward. It's just like, all right, bro, like – which one is it? He playing the four or five? That's how I see it in my head. Yeah, Jokic is a five, and then for MB, they list him as a center or power forward, but he primarily plays center. So, who put him as a power forward? Fucking Wikipedia. I don't know why. I think maybe he wasn't he a four early on. I could have sworn he wasn't, but no, he was like, bro, he's seven one. Yeah, but he's look seven, at he's seven one and always been like two fifty, two sixty. For like the past couple of years, like he gained weight like within that first two years of him 
when he yeah, was he's a, center, he's a center. He's a center. Yeah, he's a center. Yeah, he's tripping. I don't know why he had him as a power forward, but yeah, he's a center. If somebody did so, that, yeah, because it's like, bro, they fuck up. No, put him at the four. Well, yeah. So basically, if if Jokic or Embiid win, they'd be one of the first centers since they either one of them would be the first cent, first actual center since Shaq to win. But okay. if Curry, if if they honestly, bro, if they make, I'm sorry, Curry, Curry can Curry deserves a couple first place votes if they make the playoffs, because this is the at the rate that this guy is scoring, shooting, just putting his team in position to win games is just absolutely insane. And we talked about this the first episode. We said like this is Stephen Curry. This is the guy who changed the sport of basketball. Mm-hmm. How do you just quickly diminish what he did? Like he had, like it's Stephen Curry, bro. And people say, yeah. nah, like you can't put, no, definitely not. Like you can't put him in those positions. I'm like, bro, how? Like look, look at, bro. He played five games. Okay, if you take away last year, and we went through this again, his ever since 2012, 2013, that was his lowest points per total points per game was 22.9. After that, it's been 23 and above. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, bro. First of all, listen, man, they called us madman. They called me a madman. They called you a madman. They <laughs> called anybody who said that Stephen Curry is going to be the same player that he's always been. They called us madman. They said Stephen Curry was done for. The thing is, if he was always the same player he's always been, that's not an issue. Like, like you know what I mean? That's that's the thing that people don't understand. Like, he, he hasn't had to evolve in years. Like, the game, he made the game evolve. He hasn't had to evolve. The game has. So, it's like he just took his point per game average. Like, he's definitely going to be scoring, champ. I think he'll definitely get some first place votes. Will he win it? Uh, I think me and you are both saying yes. I don't think he'll win it in this regard just because the record, even though if you have a playoff tournament, I think he should win because technically if I win that, then I make the playoffs. I don't know how they're going to do that. And I, and I keep forgetting they got to do the playoff tournament this, this year. So May 18th, it starts. Uh, Shouts out to the Grizzlies too because, damn, they always, they've been sneaking in the past two seasons like, bro. How are they making it into the playoffs, the Grizzlies? Right. I don't watch I mean, no they're Grizzlies. Right now, they're right now they're because the thing with the team now well, now with the Grizzlies, they have Jared Jackson, you know, I guess we'll segue into the playoff races. But Jaron Jackson, right? Jaron Jackson came back. So that's been helping. But with the, with Ja, Ja's been just John ja Morant's been playing pretty well. He's been, you know, that, that's the thing with that Grizzlies team, is that team goes where John ja Morant goes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there is that there is that like they're up they're up on the Blazers right now with six up six with seven minutes on the fourth. And I think with the Grizzlies, I think are either eighth or ninth. The Warriors and the Grizzlies are right next to each other in regards to um in regards to the standing. So I'm gonna pull up the things right now while we're pulling it up. Let's see the West. All right. Yeah. Well the the Warriors right now are tenth. The Wizard the Grizzlies are eighth. Like between eighth and tenth seed, it's it's the game. It's split by one game. Memphis is number eight with thirty and twenty eight. The Spurs are thirty and twenty nine, and the the Warriors are thirty and thirty. 
So, and the Portland Trailblazers mm. have slipped to seventh because they have not been playing well at all. So, you said the Trailblazers? Yeah, they slipped to seventh. Remember, they were like third or fourth. Bro, it's all right. Let me talk about them for a second. It's been about what five, six years now with this whole CJ and Dame tree uh, double thing, yep. uh, double team thing. I'm sorry. They need to let it go, bro. Because it's like, all right, one person to be hurt. Like, I know CJ was hurt a lot this past season. And then Dame was, you know, he was in contention for MVP as well. Like, they were talking about him because they had the fifth record at that point. They always have injuries, you know, overall for the team. And then now Dame is out, CJ out. Then when they get to the playoffs, it's kind of like, you know, they play this whole it's, – it's the same thing that's going on with the Celtics right now. It's like, yo, yo ball, my ball type thing. I just want to get my points in. Not saying that, you know, that's necessarily a bad thing, but for the play style of Dame, who is basically a point a shooting guard that plays the one, it's like, all right, you expect him to get you 28 or get you a bucket. With CJ, you expect him to get you a bucket, but it's like it's, it's only one. It's like the same thing I say with the Nets, but it works with the Nets because you got Kevin Durant. It's like, bro, it's only one basketball. And in the case of the Trailblazers, it's only one basketball, and they can't figure it out. And, you know, it's not on Terry Terry Stouts. It's not on him at all. It's more so them two. Like, they got to do something with them because it's been the past couple of years, and this experiment this experiment has not worked. But it's a little bit you got to get rid of too. CJ. Yeah. I, I, think, I think it's a little bit on Stouts, too, because the thing is with Stouts is they get – they don't really have – they really don't have an offense. Right. Maybe that's just, just for me watching it. But I'm like, it's a very like, all right, get out of Dame's way or screen for Day, Dame yep. or screen for CJ. But like, it, they just, it's always something with them. Like, they have to do some type of move because it's either Dame is, it's either CJ gets hurt. Then when CJ comes back, fucking Nurkic gets hurt. Then he comes mm-hmm. back. Then somebody else gets hurt. Then he comes back. Like, it's always a revolving door of somebody getting hurt. Then Dame is hurt, but Dame tries to play through every single injury because they even if Dame doesn't play, this team is even worse. You know, then it's like you can't, you know, Carmelo Anthony, and I love, you know, we love Carmelo Anthony on this podcast. Like, we're not, I'm not slandering him, but this is not 24, 25, 26-year-old Carmelo Anthony. This is, this is old Melo. So, you can't depend on Melo all the time either. Like, it's always one of the other two things. And, you know, I thought the Norman Powell-Gary Trent Jr. trade was basically a swap. Even though I thought Gary Trent did fit better than him. But the thing is with the way Damon CJ play, Norman Powell or Gary Trent Jr. are going to have to sit in the corner. Mm-hmm. That's what they were doing. And then you realize, you saw when CJ got hurt, Gary Trent Jr. was going crazy. Yep. If you let him do what he what he does, and you know they were you know they were they were winning games, so I just think they unfortunately they're gonna you know as much as they want to keep them together, somebody has to go, and I think in this case it's gonna be CJ because just oh, yeah, something no, it's, it's not it it's not working, it's not it's not it's not working like that's that's the only way it's not it's not working. You can't there's no you know it was the oh let's put the right guys around them, but then the right guys around them always get hurt. I think I think he I think he's gonna have to go. I don't know how you get what who's gonna take him who 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 he would you know contribute for. I haven't looked at to, to the analysis far enough for that, but 
I think it's that time, man, because it's always this. It's always this. They come, they, they start the season well, somebody gets hurt, they climb to the top four, they're in the top four for a long time for a good portion of the season. And then when, when teams are starting to, you know, trend upward and have their incline to, you know, for, for the seeding to be important, they slide down. Then it's like, oh, shit, they're sixth, seventh, and eighth. And how if healthy, this is a third, fourth, fifth place team in the, in the conference, but somebody gets hurt and then they play like shit. Like it's always something with these with this team, and something's got to give. You got you have to trade somebody, or something has to. They have to shake something up, man. Like they, they, this can't happen every fucking year. It was the same thing last year. Last year they were at one point. Last year they were what third? They weren't they third in the conference, and then they slipped eight because everybody got hurt. Yeah, yeah. Then they had to do the play-in tournament. Then they had to do. And the that's play-in. when Dane was going crazy in the bubble. And 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 then what happened against the Lakers? He fucking he was too fucking tired because he was. Going crazy that you know they lost the game in five, they lost the series in five, and the same thing's about to happen now because now they're in the seventh seed and Dallas is in the sixth seed. Meanwhile, considering how fucking weird Dallas' season is, and they're in the sixth seed, and Portland should not be in the playing tournament, you would think it would be Dallas at the at the rate this is going, but yeah, because with the Trailblazers too, it's just like you said, like Dame is too tired when they get to the playoffs because they style is just like. You know, dribble, dribble, shoot. It's dribble, and it's always hard shots. It's never an easy shot. And then you know when they try to get uh, this when they try to get a consistent center, they try to get it down low. He can't really play. You know what I mean? More, more so, they centers is like power forwards and shit like that. Like you know, they got Ernest Canner, but he can't play defense. So it's always like, and that's supposed to help you. And they don't get it down low anyway. That's supposed to help you get your your win back. So it's always like the only way they win, they got to do difficult shots. Like you said, go around screens. They got to pull up on people being damned. So it's, it's hard to do that. I also want to ask you this too. So I need to look at the uh, the overall seating. But let's say in the case of this MVP, since we were talking about that, it's another player who should get votes, but he'll probably be second team being Zion. And I don't even think they're close to making the playoffs at all. I don't even think they'll be I in the play-in tournament. They're base. Well, yeah, they're basically they're four games back with twelve games to twelve games to go in the in the season. They're four games back at the Golden State, who is tenth with with a thirty and thirty record, and New Orleans is twenty six and thirty four. So they're unless one of those four teams whether it's Portland, Memphis, San Antonio or Golden State go on a really bad losing streak and New Orleans comes back that you know that something could happen but New Orleans is just they're a very inconsistent team like it's like Zion or BI does well but then one of the, they just shit the bed at the end of games just like they did against the, you know the Knicks last Sunday they're just very they're very inconsistent and they're very you young why? they make very young decisions no, it's not even because they're young. You know what it is? It is that that's sparsely, but you know what it is? Stan Van Gundy. Once again. I mean yeah. St- bro, Stan Van Gundy. I'm it, it, the panic artist, as Shaq calls him. It's always something, bro, with his teams. Yeah, they 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 they've been losing, they've been losing I think they, they have the most fourth quarter. Like they've lost the most most of their games in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Where they've been up five minutes left and they just lose. So it's always something, bro. I mean, with and the thing is too with the Blazers is the Blazers, I was gonna say before, 
since Dame Lillard had to say last week, uh, they've lost four in a row. <laughs> Ten of their remaining 13 games are versus 500 teams versus plus 500 teams, and the Blazers' record against plus 500 teams is 11-20. and 20. So, yeah, man, it's... It's not looking good for Portland. I mean, I'm gonna look at. I'm actually gonna look at their scores now. Let's see. Yeah, they've lost one, two, three. They, yeah, they're on a one. Yeah, they lost to the Hornets. One, two. They're on. They're about to be on a five-game losing streak because they lost to Memphis on Friday and they're down 15 with four minutes left on tonight today. And they go. Dude. They play the Pacers tomorrow. They play the Pacers on Tuesday. The Grizzlies again on Wednesday, and then they go play the Nets on Friday. So it's not looking good for Portland. Um, the the main thing I can say is, man, it's just if they just want, you know, I mean, obviously they don't have fans right now. If they want people to come to Trailblazer games, you keep this team the way it is. If you want to win and not get knocked out the second or second, the first or second round, then you make adjustments. You got to trade somebody. You got to trade. Somebody has to get traded, or you have to make the right signings. Like, because this is. But every time they, they seem to make something, in a sense that is the right signing, it's never, it, it never works work. out. Right. So maybe it is Terry Styles. I don't know. I feel like it's it's because that whole com- I really is really the whole combination of. CJ and Dane, man, like it's one basketball. You know the game slows down. It's half court based in the playoffs, and that's when they get stuck. Right. That's always when they get stuck because it's like your turn, my turn type thing, and it's not enough touches for everybody else. Right. I mean, it's yeah. Portland's schedule looks does not look good. Memphis looks like they're going to stay afloat. San Antonio, it looks like they're going to stay afloat too. Golden State plays Sacramento tonight, and then they, they play Dallas on Tuesday, which could help them too. So I think they win those last two games. I, mean, I think they, they can are, beat let's see, the I'm Kings right and the Mavs. Yeah, they play the Kings tonight. They play Dallas on Tuesday. They play the Timberwolves on Wednesday. Okay. Then the Rockets right after that. Then They have a pretty favorable schedule. I mean – they play okay. Their their remaining games they play. I'm gonna tell you right now. So King, like I said, Sacramento tonight, Dallas Tuesday, then they play Minnesota and Houston back to back. Those teams are the two worst teams in the league who are out of the playoffs already. You have the Pelicans. So say if the Pelicans don't win any games, the Warriors can knock the Pelicans out of the playoffs. They have a home and home. So no, they have a back to back actually. So they play the Pelicans twice. They have a back to back against the Thunder. Then they have a game against the, the Jazz. The game against the Suns. And then the last game of the season is against the Pelicans. Oh, no, and then they have the Grizzlies and Warriors. They have the Grizzlies again. So if they beat the Grizzlies, they could take they could get the Pelicans out of the playoffs. And if the Grizzlies happen to go on a slide and the Warriors win some of these games, the Warriors could get into that eighth or seventh seed, or maybe you know something happens where Portland keeps sliding and the Warriors keep trending upward. The Warriors could you know move ahead of the seeding. Like it's yeah, a no. It's, other than, other than you know the teams that are already in the playoffs, like the Jazz, the Suns, other than those two, I think they can win every game. Those other games are winnable. Yeah, it most definitely. I mean, they're playing against teams that are either have the same record or are basically out of the playoffs. 
which OKC's out of the playoffs, even though they're not eliminated yet, they are going to be out. Sacramento, you know, Sacramento's basically out of the playoffs. They're four and a half games out of the playing seed. They're basically done. New Orleans is four games out. They're basically going to be done too. So I think these are the last 10. These are going to be the remaining 10. Golden State's going to make the playoffs. I just think now you have to win. These are winnable games that could either that are going to help pad your record. And if Portland continues to slide or Memphis and San Antonio lose a couple games or even Dallas were to lose a couple games, you know, they could slide. They could slide. You know, they're only three and a half behind the Dallas with 12 games left. God forbid, one of, you know, one of those four teams goes on a losing streak and Golden State wins eight of eight of ten. They could they could climb. They could climb up in the stats. So, but the thing is, too, bro. If I'm any of these four teams, I do not want to play the Warriors in the playoffs. Yes, I'm not. You know, Portland. We know Dame is there, but Stephen Curry. Like out of the Portland, Memphis, San Antonio, Golden State, the team I do not want to play against is the Golden State Warriors. Uh, well, the thing is, I understand what you mean. So the thing is, how I'm thinking, I'm I'm going off the top of my head about is, in the past year we haven't had fans. So now I'm thinking like, does actual fanfare matter as far as the crowds? Like I know things in June are actually opening up in California, but right. and I don't. So I know the Lakers have been letting people in for games. I don't know. So more than likely they letting people in for games in uh San Francisco. But that's what I'm – I'm going off of does fanfare matter at this point just because it's like there's no fans there. Right. But at the same time, now teams are traveling, even though they're kind of going back-to-back and they're kind of staying in their same region. It's like teams are kind of traveling, so maybe, you know, the playoffs, are they going to do like – is it still the same format it's been? Like what is it, 2-2? 2-2, 2-2, 1-1-1. Okay. Hmm. Yes, two and two, and then they 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 alternate. Okay, they might. I don't know. I mean, the fans is coming in like that. It'll definitely benefit Golden State more than any other team, because it'll benefit them as well. So let let's say if they make the AFC, and this is how you know the season has been bad, at least in my personal opinion, because the Jazz are number one. It's it's a crazy world we live in right now where the Jazz are number one seed in the NBA without yeah. Donovan Mitchell, too. So, yeah, but Utah's been holding, Utah's been holding the, the four down since Donovan got hurt. But yeah, this is a sick world we live in when the Jazz are number one. <laughs> yeah, but, I, know Vernon, know. I know Vernon Maxwell fucking kicking the screen, man. Oh, no, he is. He like, how are y'all watching the games with no, oh, well, We're nobody no outside? <laughs> Yeah, nobody outside of Utah is watching those games, bro. Like, I, I can't tell you the last time I seen the Utah Jazz game. Probably, oh, and I'm, I take that back. Like, the last playoffs, but still, even then, it was like, all right. But I, I don't sit here and be like, oh, what time the Jazz play? No. But, you know, Golden State versus Utah, uh, that's a five-game series in favor of Utah. And, I mean, we're going to start doing our predictions once we get close to the play-in tournament or Definitely. we'll just do our play-in tournament predictions. But, I mean, it, it benefits Golden State or particularly right now Steph because, you know what I mean, he's older. And then that's not a far flight from Golden State to 
or I should say from the Bay Area to Salt Lake City. So it, it benefits him. Like everybody else is younger, so it don't matter. And they don't have James Wiseman too, so. No, definitely. Yeah, that's the thing. So Wiseman is out for sure. Um, but this, you know, and I wanted to get into that just briefly, bro. A lot of these people talking about Wiseman should end up being picked. And I'm like, bro, this kid is only 20 years old. Thank you. And he only played seven games. Like, that, you see, the problem with today's NBA analysis or or, or uh, lack thereof of legit analysis is, first of all, everybody can't be – and this is a wrestling term, but everything is wrestling. Everybody can't be champion. Mm-hmm. There's only one champion. Mm-hmm. It's number one. Number two, development. And I discussed this in a, in a room earlier because I had a Knicks room after they won a straight And I said the same thing. I said, development does not happen – over a draft combine in the draft. Development does not mean once you get drafted that that person's ready to play. Like, granted, that person's ready to contribute, but that player needs to understand the system, the culture, the identity of whatever franchise that player is going to, the players that he plays with every day communicating with people. That shit takes time. That shit does not happen in one week. It doesn't happen in two weeks. It can happen in a year, two, three, four years. And mm-hmm. that's the problem. A lot of people don't understand that develop development takes time. So that was just my little rant on, you know, I just wanted to say that real quick because a lot of people like, oh, I was reading how what people were saying. To him. I'm like, bro, this kid is not even a fucking kid. He can't even fucking drink yet. And you're, you want him to get traded? Exactly. I mean, it's just, this is the best thing I could say. And I can't particularly blame it all on NBA 2K, but I feel like NBA 2K has a lot to do with what goes on. And NBA 2K is more popular, it seemed to be, than the goddamn overall real game. Like, the past two years, they said that, you know, ratings have declined, but yet people playing 2K, even when they hate it, and they throw tantrums, man. So these fantasy bookings are based on the video game. and That's how these fanboys, particularly, and I've been saying this for a while, particularly place the game they don't watch it we talked about that before they just watch highlights so yeah like bro like it's funny i saw a tweet and i was thinking about this earlier too ironically that somebody said when nba players turn 21 they just throw them to the side like how that uh andy or whoever do uh woody and toy story like i don't want to play with you no more it's like as soon as you turn <laughs> yeah. It's like as soon as you turn like 21 in the nba it's kind of like you oh like bro he only been there for like two years right like if you thirty in the NBA, they think you young, you old. It's like, bro, this ain't the NFL. So, it's just one of the things like they don't know what they're talking about. Like, he didn't even play at Memphis. Like, you know what I mean? They basically kicked him out of the NCAA, so he didn't have a lot of time to play. So, going from that to you know, you can practice, you can do drills, but you're not playing a full on game, and then you go straight to the NBA after that. So you haven't got a lot of reps in. So it's like, and then injuries happen. That that always happens. I don't know what people want, but right, yeah. I mean, we don't need to, need to talk about the goofies. It's like, bro, like he gonna be all right. He only twenty years old. Definitely not. But let's go into the East, man. Um, listen, bro. I just wanted the Knicks, uh, and if you could give me a moment, I'm gonna come out from on the Knicks if you don't mind. If I could just, you know, what I'm saying, get the mic for a little bit. Go ahead. Listen, listen, bro. Like I said earlier in the season, like Banks and I have talked offline with everybody who I've talked to offline who knows me. I li- Banks, what did I tell you? I'm happy with 500, bro. 
If I get a 500 season, if we make the playoffs, cool. If we don't make the playoffs, ah, fuck it. But you know what? A 500 season, considering where the Knicks were at six, what the Knicks record was last year, I'm cool with 500. I'm cool with a 500 record. Uh-huh. The Knicks are about to finish at 500. They've already Vegas had them at 21 and a half wins. Okay. Uh-huh. The Knicks right now on a nine-game winning streak have 34. Okay. 34 and 27. We are the fourth seed in the East, bro. Okay, if we win, if we stay on the fourth seed, not only do we get in the playoffs, we get home court advantage. We weren't supposed to be here, bro. At all. Do you know what the Knicks record was last season through 18, through 60 games? Wasn't y'all like 20 and 40? It was 18 and you were close, but it's 18 and 42. Mm -hmm. We were 33 and 27. Nine game winning streak. We bring in some good teams in that in that in that in that too. You know, you know, we beat let's see, let's look at the nine game winning streak actually. Okay. So the last one was against the Celtics, which we played like shit and we almost won two. The Nets we lost two. Okay, yeah, the Nets we had the low game winning streak. We beat the Grizzlies in overtime, which we who which who we were down 15 2 in the fourth quarter. Came back and won that. Beat the Raptors, beat the Raptors, which okay, the Raptors are teetering out of the playoffs, but okay. Then we beat the Lakers. Yes, they didn't have LeBron and D, but and I know Laker fans are fucking complain. They complained already, but you know what? You play who's Man, in Laker front of you, right? Complain, bro. Hey, you play this, listen, you play who's in front of you, right? When it when them motherfuckers the complain problem. all the time. Yeah. They complain about Eric, bro. They complain when they winning. All right. I grew all up right. around Laker fans. Them motherfuckers complain when they winning, bro. Fuck the Laker fans. Let's continue. Let's continue. The Pelicans, yes. Granted, the Pelicans are on the out of the playoffs. We could have lost that game too because Zion was going crazy, but we won. The Mavericks, who are a playoff team, beat them. No, actually, no. Yeah, yeah. The Pelicans game, we were up in the third quarter. Then we came around and won that one. The second game against OT on this on last Sunday, we were losing that game. Came back and won. The the Hornets, who are also another surprise playoff team. Shout out to the Hornets. Now that I've officially moved to my other city, I do have love for the Hornets regardless, but it's still next country over here in my in my apartment where I'm living at right now, even though I'm in their respective city. But we beat the Hornets too. Then the Hawks, which is a fucking bloodbath, which that game was an ugly game. We still beat them in overtime. And then we took we then we then we made quick work of Raptors yesterday. Okay. Now granted, the Suns. Did lose today against Brooklyn, and they're gonna have come tomorrow angry against the Knicks. But if the Knicks beat the Suns, and I get ten straight wins out of this team, I don't want, bruh, I don't want to hear anything about the Knicks can't do this and the Knicks can't do that. Okay, mm-hmm. we've been playing fucking defense. Julius Randle's been playing out of his fucking mind, and Julius Randle, I, I, people are like, nah, he should have won multiple player. But if the Knicks finish fourth in the East, I know most improved shouldn't be based off your record because people were saying Chris Boucher should have won it from should win it from Toronto. There are a couple other people. I'm sorry. Objectively, and I'm gonna say this as a fan, Julius Randle should win most uh, most improved player. 
Granted, yes, he so. was he was the best player on the team last year, but you know what? He didn't he was eh last year. But you know what he did? He took advantage. He took he took rightful ownership of what he's supposed to be, which is the leader of this team. And let's so let's go, you know, let's go into the splits. So right now he's averaging 24 points per game, 10.5 rebounds, six assists. Last year was 19.5. Oh, wait, and off his shooting splits, mind you, excuse me. I'm sorry to not put that in there, but let's see. His three-point percentage is 41.6%. Uh, field goal percentage, yeah, 46.2% field goal percentage with 36, uh, with 41.6 from three-point from three-point land. Um, last year, that was 19.5 points per game, 3.1 assists, 9.7 rebounds, but off his shooting splits, he was... Let's see. He was twenty-seven point seven percent from shooting twenty-seven point seven per point percent from three point range. Mm-hmm. Like, and playing five more minutes a game too, because then it turns into the oh, because he's playing five more minutes. But okay, he's getting more reps and he's consistently good. And the team is in fourth place in the East. This was a team that wasn't supposed to make the playoffs, right? We were supposed to we were supposed to have twenty two wins this year, but Julian Randle's been playing his ass off. R.J. Barrett's been playing very well. Granted, he still has his weird games where he goes one for seven in the first quarter, in the first half, but in the second quarter he's been coming along. And I think he has the highest, if I remember correctly, I'd looked at the number where he has the highest scoring average in the second half amongst the NBA. Where he's averaging 14 point, he's averaging like, I think it's 14.5 points per game in the second half. And I'm going to get that stat correct because I did see that. But let me just double check real quick because I did have that stat up somewhere. Let's see. I'm going to find it eventually. But yeah, there was a stat where he, he was aver- he's averaging 14 points per game in second halves, which is great. Um, Derek Ro- The Derek Rose trade, which at first mm-hmm. I was opposed to because I was like, Emmanuel quickly was playing really well. Alfred Payton, y'all know how I feel about him. I would drive, I will personally drive him to JFK and take his bags to baggage claim, but he's holding his own. Derek Rose, in the last 11 games, he's, a, he's averaging 16 points per game and four assists per game, a 51% field goal percentage. He is plus 75 in that span. And y'all know me, I don't really do, I'm not really plus or minus, man, but D Rose has been great. RJ Barrett in the last five games. 21.4 points per game, 6.2 rebounds, 3.2 three-pointers made on a 45-44-83% split, which is great considering how shitty he shot last year. And it was David Fisdale's fault. And we're, and that was because they, they find they, – they, I don't know if you know this. The Knicks made him switch his shooting mechanics last year. That's why he shot like shit. In training camp, he had a, he had a certain way he was shooting. And they told, and then he was working, he was shooting with it. When the Knicks staff recognized the Fisdale staff, they made him change his shot, and that's why he shot like ass. Now, when Tom Thibodeau came coming in, they told him, listen, go back to what you were doing. If it's working for you, it's working for you, and look how well he's shooting. We have Emmanuel Quickly, who's been playing lights out. Yes, he hit the rookie wall, but he's been contributing. Alec Burks is hurt, but you know what? He's been a fourth quarter guy. Even Reggie Bullock is shooting really well. And Reggie Bullock, I don't really care for. He's done well. Nerlens Noel is a $5 million steal. 
bro. He has a bro. Nerlens Noel is a five million dollar. St- bro, that might be the the most underrated signing of the year. That must be the that's the bargain deal of the year, if you ask me. No, I agree. Because the thing is, he left OKC where he was a productive player last season. And then I think he was – wasn't he supposed to get a big contract or he declined the offer? He was supposed to get the deal from Dallas, but he declined it, yes. And then he kept getting hurt. Yeah, no, nah, so – but then he went to the Knicks, and is he getting the Vets minimum right now? I think his year was – I think it was a $5 million deal. Okay, so they probably gave him a player deal. with no, no player no option. Player. It was it was just a one year deal. That was it. Okay, so he definitely gonna get uh, a good contract. I should he's say gonna so get re- he's gonna get resigned. He's gonna get you know if I'm the Knicks, you resign Nola's Noel and Alec Burks because those two guys definitely have played really good roles in this team. Mm-hmm. You know, Alec Burks has always been a bucket, and yeah, he you know Utah he didn't really get it, get really get much burn. You know, Golden State, he did really well, but unfortunately, they had to get rid of him for the. Uh, he was playing well in Golden State, but then uh, when they did the D'Angelo Russell trade, they had to get rid of him to make it happen. It was yeah. it was a contract thing, so he wanted to resign. Then he ended up going to Philly because of the you know because of Golden State's issue with you know what the aftermath of the Golden State D'Angelo Russell deal, and then the Knicks signed them. So, listen, man, Alec Burks has been playing well. Listen, and the thing is too is I'm glad that we we are over the shitty let's trade for C. I heard people saying, listen, bro, I heard some somebody saying that Zach Levine should get into the to the L NBA over Julius Randle. That Zach Levine's a better player. He would be great immediately on this team. I don't want Zach Levine on this team anymore. I'm glad we didn't make that trade. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad we let this team grow. And this is no disrespect to Zach Levine. I'm not disrespecting him at all. I'm glad that the team, this team, did not make any stupid moves with this incline, with this gradual incline that they've made this year. They've let this team grow. They've let this team adapt to what's going on. They let, the, they have let, you know, the organization has let these players suffer. They've let these players learn from from their losses, and it's showing. Yeah, this is called banks. You know, you know, what's the one word this is called development. This is how you yeah. develop an identity. This is how you develop a culture. This is how you develop a franchise. The Knicks have an identity again. They play defense, bro. They just, even when they're shooting like shit, it's always that you, if you realize, even the games when they've shot like shit and they won, you know why? Because they didn't quit on defense. Eventually, them shots that they're missing in the first, second, and third, second quarter, they're going to hit in the third or fourth. Yeah, it happened in the absolutely. Grizzlies game. It happened in this whole issue where there were stretches where they were down, a couple points, you know, down sizable leads, and they came back slowly but surely, grinded out, and won these games. And that's because of identity. So, I just want to say, first of all, like I said, when they when they got this front office, that people were shitting on the Tom Thibodeau hire. You know what? Tom Thibodeau is one of the last few people who knew what it meant to win in fucking New York City. Okay, he was the, he was the Jeff Van assistant. So Tom Thibodeau's been there when the Knicks were good. And then you get a lot of reputable people. You get Leon Rose, who has ties to the Knicks. You have Worldwide Rice. You have Kenny Payne, Johnny Bryant, all those guys. Even Mike Woodson, who best of luck to him in Indiana. He was one of the last few coaches who knew how to fucking win in New York City. Mm-hmm. And we finally have a reputable, respectable front office that has built an identity. 
So to everybody who's been talking shit on the Knicks and doesn't think the Knicks are going to do this, fuck you. I'm <laughs> sorry if you're hearing this. Go fuck you. And I want to say I was right. I told you. With this front office, it may not take this year. It'll take two to three years, and the Knicks will be doing what they need to do. And not even that, they've established a culture because I don't know if you heard about this, but with a couple of the G League guys, you know what they did for them? They signed them to 10-day to two-way contracts so that basically they – because the G League bubble's over. Yeah. So they signed them to two-way contracts so that they could get extra money, and then they were they released them. So it's like, yo, listen – Thank you for playing in the G League. You get your money. Now go ahead and do what you got to do. Who does that? The Knicks back then wasn't going to do that. No, not at all. Like, I, I have the numbers up right now. So, in case you're wondering, and this is from a dude named Fred Hendricks. I think he, I think he writes for the Knicks. Yeah, he, he writes. He's a Nick. Uh, he's a Nick blogger. But a G League player salary is thirty five thousand dollars. A two way salary is four hundred fifty thousand dollars. The Knicks spread their cap wealth to G League stars by signing them to a two-way and cutting them. So that's basically like a, hey, man, here's a Knicks paycheck. Here's your money. All right, bro, go ahead and do what you got to do. What other franchise does that? The Knicks was not, we're not doing that years ago. And, it, and, in, the, and in that, and in the same way, the Knicks could have easily gave that 15 spot up to a veteran who just was looking to get a deal. And they said, no, we're going to keep it in-house and give these guys their money, and they could do what they got to do. So I'm done with my next promo. All I want to say was I wasn't completely right, but I was kind of right. No, you were. Because the thing is, like, I know a lot of Knicks fans that were saying, if we just make it to 500, that's good, which is sad because, you know what I mean, this is one of the most prominent sports franchises in history. And y'all saying that it's like, damn, you don't want to reach for the stars, so to speak. You don't want to go for the main, the main thing, which is the playoffs. But now that you're there, and you definitely gonna make the playoffs. Like, the playoffs start what next month? Yeah, May sixteenth, I think. Yeah, so you're already there. So it's just, and and you're there right now as of right now with a nine game winning streak too, which is amazing, even more. Yep. It. I mean, man, twenty twenty one blessings. Team, that's all I can say. No team had the only the only other team with a nine game winning streak is the one Utah Jazz. Yeah. And and oh yeah yeah oh let, let me not forget too. And your and um, he's not Banks' favorite player, but most <laughs> of your either most loved player, most hated player, who was still the face of the NBA after eighteen years. You know what that man said when the NBA what? the Knicks the when the Knicks are great. The NBA is great. No, it's true. So it's absolutely true. I I didn't even say it. I didn't even say, as a Knicks fan I didn't even say that. LeBron Ramon fucking James said that shit. Okay. Oh no, LeBron is one of my favorite players. He's one of my favorite players of all time. I got love for LeBron. Like, you know, you know, you yeah. know how polarizing he is, and you know, there were you know the the little you know the shy jock analyst, even Max Kellerman, who's from New York, and Stephen A. Smith. You know, Stephen A. Smith is. He has his days with the Knicks. When Max Kellerman hated the Tom Thibodeau hire, I remember what Shannon Sharp said. Shannon Sharp said, what the fuck are they doing? She had, that Tom Thibodeau is going to be a terrible hire for the Knicks. And look. Bro, they're so good and they want to work so hard that Tom Thibodeau had to lock the gym doors because they want to work so fucking hard. Are you fucking kidding me? And it's hard what to get that from, from, 
it's hard to get that from an older coach as well. You know what I mean? Because a lot it's of hard young to get players, that in a young and a young team too. This team yeah. is fairly young. Oh, they are young. But hey, we won't have to call this. We won't have to call this podcast. They call they gonna have, the subtitle of this podcast. Gonna have to be show your work. They call us madmen too. Cause y'all call me a madman. I said five hundred and we good. We gonna be fine. Uh, if we call the title uh, Nick's Tape Two, that's gonna be crazy. This is the second podcast I'm a part of with somebody from New York that cut a promo about the Knicks, and it's like, yo, if we call this Nick's Tape Two, what what are we doing here? Listen, bro, I've been chilling the whole year. I just said, listen, I'm happy where we at. I haven't had oh, no shit. But after eight games, I said, I said, you know what? Got to. And that's the thing, bro. We not. And the thing is, bro, we listen, I just wanted, like I said, a 500 year where we beat the white teams we supposed to beat. And if we even give a fight against the top four teams, like the Nets, the Bucks, the Sixers, I'm cool with that. Every game, you know, except for like the first month and a half of the year. Every game against those teams has been to down to the wire. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I know I'm trying to hear Nick's promos, but I don't give a fuck. No, no, it's true. I had, to, I had to cut it, man. I had to. I had to. It's straight. My enthusiasm could be higher if the goddamn Bulls decide to ever do something. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Hey, man, because y'all got Denzel Valentine shooting them damn threes. All right, what's the next topic? I'm so fucking tired of hearing his name. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Okay. The three stooges, they should add the four stooges, even though they in hell. I mean, they, they did. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, my God. The fourth, bro. I didn't mean to say that for real. The fourth stooge should be Denzel Valentine, bro. He out here playing like the old globe charters against the generals, bro. He playing like the generals. For no, the same shit for years, bro. Since he been on the team, all he been is suits and vibes. Suits, vibes, suits and bad <laughs> shots. Suits and vibes. <laughs> and bad shots. That's all he do. You got to have waves. That's all you know. That's all you know Denzel Valentine for in the NBA. Having waves or even waves in the afro, whatever the fuck type of hairstyle. Having waves, bad shots, and being on the bench with a suit. That's all you know Denzel Valentine suits for. Yeah, suits and bad vibes is hilarious. Like, I keep swearing up and down. Like, I'm like, Otto Porter, is that you? I was confused legit when they was on the team together. I couldn't tell. Yeah, man. What is Otto Porter? Is Otto Porter still playing? He got traded, right? To the Magic, yeah. But we got uh All right, yeah, 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 cuz y'all got that deal. Yeah, I can, I'm fucked up for saying that, man. He didn't, that was a good That was a good deal for y'all. Even though, you know, Vooch. Yeah, no, it's cool. Forget Otto Porter. I ain't talking about Otto Porter since Georgetown. Remember when Otto Porter got stopped out in, in China? He got beat up. Y'all, you don't remember the Georgetown fight when they when they went to Georgetown? They went to go play. I think it was a pro team in China or like a collegiate team. Oh yeah, I nah. do remember that. I just started nah, remembering. That's, when... that's an important picture, bro. I would tell you to uh, share your screen and show that picture. That that picture is hilarious. I can't do it, bro. The reason why I'm trying to I'm trying to forget all the times that light skinned dudes have taken L's. He got a boot. He almost got a boot to the face, bro. Oh no, they definitely about to hit him with a jet leak kick. I, I, bro, Otto Porter was about to get a leaning to the face, man. He's about to get the Shang Chi treatment. <laughs> He's about to get, bro. He almost caught an onto to the face, bro. He almost got a starburst to the face. 
Imagine that getting hit imagine in the guess, face with Clay Thompson. Imagine getting <laughs> stomped on some wing knees, bro. You're like JaVale McGee shoes. You guys socked out in JaVale McGee signature shoes. That's crazy. How you get stomped out of some Aaron Gordon signatures? Damn, Aaron Gordon was signed to them. Bruh. He got stomped out some Dwayne Wade's. That's crazy. Hey, them D Wade's is fire. I just didn't buy that because they was 120. I'm thinking they was gonna be twenty dollars. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Like, bro, why are these shoes 120, bro? I can get some air, some Nike Air Max. I can get some KDs with this, bro. Damn, that's fucking wild. Imagine, yeah. bro, imagine. imagine. Imagine dropping 120. Bro, imagine getting beat up. Bro, what, what do you do if you get beat up by some fucking... Like you you gotta get the you gotta go to the trunk, right? Yeah, you gotta basically do like Pop Smoke did in that movie. You gotta cuss him out or be Gran Torino. You gotta be like racial at that Grand point. Torino's cra- being Gran Torino's crazy. You got to, bro. You getting socked out by like a hundred thousand Asians on the home court, bro. You gonna lose, bro. But it was they was they was kicking him like he stole something. Yeah, he thought he was fighting Neo all at the same time. <laughs> I am hey, the one. Yeah, you you the one getting your ass beat. Right. <laughs> I started getting stomped out in shoes that's made over there. Like getting stomped out. These are New Jordans. Where you get them from? I just made them myself. He was getting stomped out in shoes. They were they were testing the shoes out. That's what they were doing. That's all. Yeah, let's see this hyper balance. Let me go. Oh, yeah, yeah, these, yeah, these hyperdunks work. All right, Nike, you could you could sell them. Yo, imagine he in the new Jordans that's about to come out, and then he getting the Kuna Graw for Finn Baylor. <laughs> yeah, these you work. Get a, get a Jordan shoe print on your chest. I think he is a Jordan alley too, or was at one point. I know he Not, was. <laughs> yeah, because because uh, of Georgetown. That's Jordan was like, hey, bro, you can't wear my shoes if you're getting beat up. You, I'm, you, I get my Nikes, <laughs> I get my Jordan brand made over here. He said, "Man, fuck." He says, "He said, fuck your chest, man." Fuck. Right. That, that's I crazy. Cigar in the chest, like Jordan, just up here putting cigar ashes on his chest for the losses. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> How you get your ass be like that? But let's move on. Um. So the Kobe Nike deal. Um, so with the Kobe Nike deal, I don't know if you saw, but Nike's contract is officially done with Kobe Bryant. So with Kobe, my fault. So with Kobe's deal, um, the Nike contract expired as of this week, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were supposed they were supposed to be talking to renewals, but it looks like they just let the contract run out. Um, so they have a short window which they could continue selling the shoes according to vanessa bryant supposedly there's going to be two more kobe's that are coming out and then that's their contract for now um mm-hmm. so kobe's but here's the thing with kobe's deal kobe's been signed since 2000 i guess it was 2003 was when he when he signed yeah so yeah. um if we know kobe bryant with his deals he was with adidas 
before he when he when he signed when he came to the league, he signed with Adidas in 1996. He had a couple signature shoes, which were the KB8, which was and the KB8 two. Then he had the Kobe, the Moon Boots. You remember those? Mm-hmm. He had. Yeah, I'm trying to get it here. Yeah, he had the Moon Boots. Then he had a. Then he had. A, I think he had. He had four signature sneakers, if I remember correctly, because he had a couple sneakers that were kind of his, but he didn't have the name on it. Like he had the EQ elevation. He had the top ten two thousands, which he was wearing, and then he finally got the KB8, which we know as the Crazy Eight now, obviously because of branding reasons. They can't call it the KB8. Then he had the KB8 two. Mm-hmm. Like we said, we had the Moon Boots, the Kobe's, and then he had the Kobe two. And then in 2003, he ended up going to Nike. Um, and which we know he had the Harada 2K4, which was supposed to be his first sneaker. But then, you know, we know what happened with, you know, the you know the case in Colorado. So they didn't give him a shoe. That he just kept wearing that shoe. And then actually, in 2005, I think it was 2006, he ended up getting the Kobe one, which basically extended. Um, 11 shoes and then after he retired he had the kobe ad line which is basically a kobe basically like a pre like a, a post playing career kobe line um but we've seen as of recently even after his death the cope nike's been retroing his sneakers with pro tros they were they retro the kobe one for a while before he while he was still here then after it was a kobe four they retro the five and the six as well which those sneakers have gone basically in limited quantities um there are a couple situations we go what have been going on with that where there have been rumors that vanessa bryant you know now that kobe's gone she wanted them to be sold into in more quantities you know for fans obviously but of course nike's nike basically didn't listen to her and those sneakers go out in two seconds on the sneakers app and then those sneakers sell for three to five times the retail price on StockX or wherever um the thing with Kobe's shoes, you know, first of, you know, from my personal opinion, um, I've liked his shoes, honestly. Like, I did have the crazy as a kid. I bought them when Adidas were re-released them, even without his name. Um, I've worn the ones, which I still have a pair of. I've had a pair of 10. I think I've had the ones, the fours, the fives, the sixes, which this is my favorite basketball shoe of all time. That was the first shoe that I felt confident playing in low tops, and I've never gone back since. And then I've had 10s and 11s. And I've, I've had a couple of his other sneakers here and there. But the thing with Kobe line is amongst performance guys, like guys who actually go play ball, Kobe sneakers are very good. But when it comes to fashion, he hasn't done, you know, they're not the most fashionable looking sneakers. And that was one thing that he wasn't the biggest fan of. Um, he thought that he wasn't marketed correctly, according to, you know, his family and even people who were close to Kobe, like such investors. Which I named before, um, which is interesting about Kobe is that Nike didn't sign him to a uh, basically a lifetime contract, like they did with Michael Jordan and they done with LeBron James who came after Kobe Bryant. And that's just kind of interesting in it, to me because maybe they didn't see him as him being valuable. And the thing too is, if you really think about it, a lot of Kobe's that people are bought right now are either limited edition colors or unique colors that never even either never came out or were sneakers that were fairly limited which i think kind of hurts his market value amongst the nike signature athletes um you know i'm interested to see what happens with him i just want to hear what your what your uh you know, I want to hear what your perspective is on this, and then I'll kind of go into what Kobe was planning to do had Nike's deal ended. But I'll let you go go ahead first. 
Oh, that's what I was actually going to talk about. That's all. I just remember that this was a rumor 2019. Apparently that came out a couple months ago that he was actually going to leave Nike. That that was the rumor that he was going to leave, not that the contract expired. He was going to actually just leave Nike to start his brand, and I think that's where he was about to go with that one. Right. Yeah, I have the tweets up. I don't know if you want to read them. I'll read them, but. If you got them, you can read them. Yeah, I got- or if you want to, you can send it to me. I can put it on the screen as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll pop it up right now. I actually send you um, the tweet that has all basically all the tweets together, but let me just see if I can get into you right now. Yeah, just uh, send them to the, the Twitter DM. No, I'll put it up. Uh, send me to Twitter DM? All right, cool. I got you. I'll show you what the sneakers look like, too. Uh I'm sending it to you right now. Give me one second. Fucking just giving me a problem. Oh, take your time. I got you right now. I just sent you the tweets just now. This is from Nice Kicks, but what they do is they kind of put the tweets together. All right, give me a second. I'll pull it up. All right, here we go. Put it on screen. Good lesson. All right. So I have it actually from the guy. I sent you that last. Let me know if you can see it. Gotcha. Yes, check it right now. Just check your most recent DM because I have the actual, like. Yeah, because this is what I meant. Because uh, I'm not, uh, honestly, man, I'm not months ago. I don't, I don't talk, I don't, I don't really trust Darren Ravel's uh, sneak, uh, opinions on shit, so. Just check your last DM because I just I sent you the actual guy's Twitter where he tweeted about it. If you scroll down all the way down, yeah. There you go. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, Banks, you can read I mean, if you want to read that, I'll read it, it's up to you. Okay, I'll read it. Uh Shervan Pishivar. I don't know how you say his last name. And I quote. And this is from December 29th, 2020. Is, this is when I also read this as well. Uh, I met with Kobe Bryant in late to December 2019. Kobe wasn't happy with Nike and it was going to leave it in 2020. Kobe was going to start Mamba, a shoe company owned by players. He passed away weeks later. What he was about to do in business was going to eclipse his sports career. It's funny, too, because I didn't get to finish it. But I was re I was uh actually watching Jeannie Bus on All the Smoke and she was talking about they were talking about how in business he wanted to dominate in that as well. So right. but yeah, I read this in 2020 as well. Right. And then he continued yeah. also in the thread, because he actually made a whole thread about this, but let me see. 
because he wanted to make an independent company called the Mamba. He wanted to call it Mamba. That was going to be his mm. own shoe company. And those are some of the pictures that are, you know, it's weird. They kind of like the, the moon boots on the first Adidas, but. Yeah, these are the designs that he shows for the independent company. Um, and then he wanted to do it, like, basically, he wanted to do, kind of make, like, a Mamba Fitness app to it, integrated with coaching and motivational features. And he wanted to make, like, a player-based shoe company that was for the players and actually owned by players that was, as well, where actual NBA players or any athlete would, you know, he could make me do, like, a soccer shareholder with those types of guys as well. Mm -hmm. So... People, you know, have, you know, and we've heard, you know, day in and day out, you know, he wasn't happy with Nike's marketing and the promotion commitment of Kobe's line. I mean, if you compare it to the sales of Jordans or LeBrons, the sales of his shoes weren't that good, which is hard, you know, which is crazy to believe considering, you know, how sought after his shoes were. But um, he always retained tight control over his brand because he didn't trust Nike's judgment in it, in it after a while. So, you know. Mm -hmm. This is interesting to see. I mean, it would have been pretty. It would have been revolutionary. It would have been pretty interesting to see what what happened with that because I think with Nike, you know, there is there is a weird relationship too because I remember, like we said at one point, Vanessa Bryant actually talked to him and said, "Listen, I want Kobe's to be more um, accessible to." Mm -hmm. People because obviously at one point Kobe's were very limited. You know, we know how the sneakers app is, you know, people every Saturday morning talking about bro, I take an L on these sneakers, what the fuck and this, that, and a third, and they complain and complain and complain about it. So it would have been interesting to see what happens with you know what would have happened with Kobe had he either stuck with Nike or you know, they gave him a lifetime contract, which I was shocked he did not get. I didn't actually know that. I thought maybe, you know, with the way they were releasing his sneakers, I'm like, okay, maybe they're doing this for, you know, out of respect for his passing. And you know what? Maybe he has a lifetime deal that, you know, that will be announced shortly, which it never did. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens because, you know, now that Vanessa is holding the state, whether they do an independent shoe company or not. But as of right now, according to Vanessa Bryant, there's only two Kobe releases left. And then yeah. after that, it's that was it. No, I, I definitely think because it was something that came out the other day before they announced this deal expiring. Going back to the Black Mamba brand as a whole, it was supposed to be like shoe wear, clothing wear for men and women, if I'm not mistaken. I gotta look it up, but I saw that article, and that's before the deal was actually announced that uh, it expired. The Nike deal actually expired. So I think that's still the plan. And it makes more sense for it to be the plan. He probably signed a deal that 13 years ago or 18 years ago, whenever it was, it probably was just like, a, it probably wasn't as much as it should have been as well. You know what I mean? Because with the endorsements, they never really talk about all his endorsements for the most part, which makes me think it, it's one reason as to why he's probably was going Andy. And I mean, at that point, he could have went independent because he didn't need Nike. Like, to be honest, he hasn't needed Nike since shit, probably since he signed that deal. He really didn't need Nike. If he would have been with Reebok or if he would have stayed with Adidas, that would have been fine as well. So I think now it's just basically it, it, 
the brand definitely is coming out because it's hard too. It's hard for the fans, like you were saying, to actually get their hands on the shoes. Like we know people that was trying to get the Grinch, uh, Kobe's, the Christmas editions, and they will, you can't get that. Like the shoe game this year has showed how terrible it is, though. Like you keep hearing people saying like it's terrible to get them. I'm like yeah, they they make it that way, and then they try to bypass it with the these cold modulations, so to speak. Where you know what I mean, you go to the site and you do this, and then you'll get access to it. And people are having problems with it, so she probably feels the same. Like why would we renew the deal when people can't get their hands on the shoe? It's like it's a shoe, man. Like. You basically doing this so people can resell it and make money off of that person, and they're not getting a percentage off of that resale. They give them whatever they're getting from the contract incentive to make that money. It's like LeBron projected. Shouts out to him. LeBron's projected to be a billionaire this year. That's not because of the Nike deal. The Nike deal is a lifetime deal that eventually gets him to a billion dollars, but that's not from the Nike deal. That's from everything he's done. No, definitely. Um, so for that right now, um, also I wanted to just, uh, add on to Vanessa also confirmed that the, uh, the Kobe Bryant does own the right to the number logo and the signature. The other logo that they use, um, is mutually owned by Nike and Kobe, uh, by Nike and the estate. Now, the thing is too, is before you know before during the retirement kobe bryant and the estate they grew frustrated with nike like i said before because they were limiting the availability of his products and there was also i don't know if you realize this there are never kobe's and like there were there was barely if ever when they did these releases there were barely any if none at all kid sizes for them too which she Mm -hmm. was frustrated about as well so they gave an extension offer because this this last deal that did expire was like a five-year post-retirement extension um and it wasn't along with with the express you know with the expectations of the deals that they gave to michael jordan and lebron james now granted i kind of feel like that's kind of fucked up because if you really think about it kobe was the face on a fit was the un was the face even though it wasn't his own sneaker of three sneakers that are pretty important in the nike line which are the horachi 2k4 which most people consider the best nike basketball sneaker ever if not one of them um, the 2K5, which wasn't a slouch of a follow-up either. And you had the Hyperdunk in the 2008 Olympics with the Aston Martin commercial where he was jumping over them and that mm-hmm. whole thing. Then, not to mention with that, the Kobe the Kobe 4, which came out when the Lakers won, that sneaker brought in the whole era of wearing low-top sneakers and a basketball court, which was, which was frowned upon for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. So there's... You know, if you really look at the history, granted, yes, they didn't market his sneakers well in this and third, but he was, he did have an impactful partnership with Nike that I feel even if he didn't pass away should be emphasized. And I feel like it's not. Yeah. But that's just my, that's just my opinion, you know. No, I, I, I co-hardly agree with you on that. It's just, it's one of the things that, we never heard how much he was getting from the deal or it probably was publicized years ago but we was too young to pay attention to it but i feel like you know what i mean at that point around that time they was giving a lot of people deals like t-mac i think adidas deal was like worth 100 million dollars or something like that so 
you know, because LeBron kind of started that with his deal in Nike, which was 18 years ago as well, when Kobe went to Nike after leaving Adidas, where it's like you get $90, $100 million for like a 10-year shoe deal or something like that, which was the first of its kind. Now, you know, Zion is getting the same thing with Jordan brand. But I don't I don't know, Kobe, how much they was paying him. But I think, you know, it goes back to what we hear Master P say and others like, man, he, he essentially wanted to own his own masters. Because that's where the money is in endorsement deals. So if you own your own shoe company or your own branding company, Black Mamba, like, yo, that would have sold like crazy. It, I mean, it's still coming out, so it's going to sell even more, which is unfortunate. It's still going to sell like crazy. But, you know, if he got to see it, he would see how crazy the sales would be, particularly in China, where he's more popular over there. I wouldn't say more popular because he's popular worldwide, so but he, in China, he, that, they definitely would have those mind. numbers, though. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely helped his numbers, you know, with, with what he was doing in China. So, um, but it, it's going to be interesting because, you know, not only did Kobe leave, but Simone Biles left as well, the gymnast. So that's yes. two really big, those are two really big vital parts of the Nike family that leave. So it's going to be interesting to see what Nike does, who they retain. Who, well, Simone Biles signed already. So she signed with, I forgot the, the, the name of the company, but she signed and she's been online with that company. I think it's a, I think it's a more gymnast uh, known brand as well, but she signed. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Kobe, whether, you know, like I said, there's two more releases left. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with, you know, whether they do retain or, you know, Vanessa decides to do something new. Cause she knows, you know, you know that we know the power of Kobe Bryant and how much of his product sells out in seconds. Whether it was Adidas or Nike, because people were still buying the Adidas shoes after, you know, Adidas rebranded them into something else. Mm-hmm. You know, me being me included. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens down the line with, you know, with Kobe's deal and what the estate decides to do, you know, in the next in the next coming months or years. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it'll more so go to it just being owned by his wife. You know what I mean? Like, I think definitely now it showed that right. you should have your own brand, man. I mean, Simone Biles might be doing the same thing as well. It's, because a lot of the things for Nike is just like, man, the shoe game is so messed up. They probably are seeing the numbers. It's like, bro, it's not adding up. So I'm signing. I could just make my own thing. I'm signing with this company and shoes not moving. Like, I think Adidas is more popular than Nike right now. It's always going to be Jordan brand, but which is a part yeah. of Nike, but it's more so now. Yeah. Just like man, everybody go to Adidas. You know, Puma's out there getting people to sign up as well uh, right. under their branding. But more so now, it's just like you know, Nike is always going to be kind of up there as popularity as well as Jordan. But it's not a rush to go get shoes as much as it used to be because it's hard to get them. Yep, it's a lot harder to get them, and the resale market is out of control now. So. Exactly. So people aren't really sweating as much as they used to. Yeah. Used to be able to stand in line and get them, but now you can't even stand in line and get them. No, yeah, especially with the pandemic, it, it got even more out of control. So especially as somebody like myself who buys sneakers, who like I obviously have to chill because now that you know now I'm in an apartment and everything and move out. But regardless, man, I've I've even gotten to the point that I used to get pissed. Like, damn, let me try to go find a like let me go to like six, seven, eight websites to go find a, the sneaker, maybe if somebody has them. For retail, but now, bro, like that shit sells out in five minutes, and then it's a dub. But by the time you click out of the tab and go look at a website, 
the sneakers already double or triple in value. You know, even when you go on, like I had the GOAT app, even before the sneaker releases, it's like, oh, well, this sneaker's released. Like, come check out the prices. And within minutes of the sneaker coming out, somebody's reselling them for double, triple retail, which is insane. I've never paid more than, I think, 224 pair of sneakers ever. If I can, if you can't get them, it's not even worth it anymore. Like, the sneaker game is just, it's done for, man. Like, it's just, it, it's not, it's not in a good space. And I think, you know, obviously, one of the things if you want to look at is how even when Nike's done with Kobe, like Nike considers Kobe, it, it seems like Nike considers Kobe more valuable in depth than they did when he was here, which is really unfortunate. Yeah, that's usually how it is. That That's which literally is. how it always is in entertainment, sports, et cetera, more so entertainment. That's always the case. Definitely. So... I mean, if y'all know if you have anything else to talk about, but I mean, the Super League, I was going to get into that actually with, you know, with soccer and that big news that happened with the league going up and collapsing in three days. Um, but to be honest, I, I'm going to read more into that in next week's episode. I'll go a little bit more in depth with it. So we'll definitely talk about that. We'll talk about that. Now. I'll, I'll table that for next episode because I definitely want to read more into it and, and read how, the, how you made a league in three days and it, and it collapsed. So. Absolutely. We're going to let you run that ISO and I'll probably look more into it when we record again, but uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Like, you know, for, for, for people who don't know. So um, there was supposed to be talks of a Europe quote unquote Europe super league, which is basically the best soccer teams out of Europe. They have a tournament in Europe. You know, I'll just explain it before we go forward done, but there's the UEFA Champions League, which is basically the best. It's basically a yearly team, a yearly tournament with the best club teams in Europe. Now, some of those teams that are frequently in the Champions League, the most known soccer club teams in the world, were going to form their own league, where basically they only play each other. So, for example, Barcelona was going to play Juventus out of Italy, which is Juventus was is one of the most, if not the most popular club in Italy right now. Or, you know, they would go play Real Madrid, but it wouldn't be in Spain. It would be in this league. Now, everybody in FIFA and all of the respective leagues in their, you know, domestic leagues in those countries took offense to it. They said basically, oh, cool, you want to do your own league? You can't play in, you can't represent your national team, and you can't play in any other tournaments. So they would basically be relegated to play that one league. And it was more so used as a revenue thing where they could get all this revenue for their teams and their teams only. Um, but like I said, a lot of feder- a lot of the soccer federations in Europe and even the main one, which is UEFA, which is the European football um, federation took offense to it and said, no, like we're not, you know, we're not, we don't condone this. We're not agreeing with this. And teams started to pull out and basically the, the league disbanded within three days. Um, but like I said before, I'm going to look more into it and explain that more on the next episode because, like I said, I've had a whirlwind of a week. As Banks knows, we talk off the record often, and he knows I've been running around all over the place. So I will come back next week with more information on that. Um, I mean, Banks, you got anything else to talk about? If you don't want if you, that you have to talk about? No. no, brother. Uh, all I can really say is right now I'm watching the Padres versus the Dodgers. The Dodgers. Uh, this- it's against my religion to watch the Dodgers, but it's still crazy that, you know what I mean, two teams shout from out, where shout I'm out from. Shout out Fernando Tatis. 
Oh yeah, that's the guy. MLB the show cover star. He's just like you know what I mean. I might have, he's bringing baseball back. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I might have to. He having the, what the best seasons is Barry Bonds. Far as like uh. Yeah, he's had the he's hit the he's the first guy to do a two tattoo like he's the first guy to have multiple home run games at Dodger Stadium like in one year since Barry Bonds or some shit like that. Yeah, since two thousand two with Barry Bonds. But hey, listen, man, listen, we bring in listen. Shout out to Fernando Tatis. Eventually, when I when I'm able to to start making fruitful purchases, I will cop that Tatis Padres jersey because he deserves it. Same, same. All I want to say is, man, make dog make baseball fun again, bro. I like you know if you if my man want to hit home run and jog, you know what you do if you a pitcher don't don't fucking hit him in the head with a baseball the next inning, bro. Bro, why don't right. you try to strike him out? Why don't you go talk to your pitching coach? Y'all, the, the pitchers get to go kick and scream and yell when they strike out a batter, but when a batter hits a home run, yeah, I'm gonna throw a baseball at his head like that'll teach him. I love how Fernando Tatis Jr. is saying fuck fuck all the unwritten baseball rules every single time he plays. So. He has a fan in me, and as well as in Banks. We got to make baseball fun again, all right? Let's wear the Absolute. chains. Let's celebrate when we hit home runs. Let's celebrate when we get outs. You know what I mean? That's what it's about, bro. Hey, listen, it's the spirit of competition, and it's also supposed to be fun, bro. If you don't get if Listen, bro, he had a home run off, you know what you do? Go talk to your pitching coach. Go see what you did wrong and try to strike him out the next time. That's all it is. Hitting a batter with a pitch does nothing but 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 make you look stupid. You like a you like a pussy first of all. So that's it, man. Make baseball fun again. Absolutely, bro. Yeah, but other than that, uh, that's it, bro. You know, um, shouts out to you as well, my guy, my co-host. Episode or volume seventeen, even though it's episode, but we go by volumes. Yeah. Uh, volume seventeen. Um, y'all can find me at Banks No Rest, B A N K S N O R E S T two, and go ahead get your plug in, brother. Because I was actually trying to look for your plug. I know how to spell it, but then the original will throw me off. I'll be like O R I N G E L. I'll be it's messing it up. It's N E L, yeah. So yeah, it's basically it's who is original. It's basically spelled original, but instead of the A, you put the E in. Because my name is Nelson, obviously, duh. Um, but yeah, man, follow us. Uh, volume 17. This was good. I don't know what the title of this episode. I think I might call it Suits and Bad Vibes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, Denzel Valentine, Suits and Bad Vibes, bad. please, bro. Bad shot, Suits and Vibes. That's all Denzel Valentine contributes I to the swear Chicago in ways, bro. Because I'm not gonna, I was gonna call it mixtape, but I, but base already come up. Base for here next man to be happy for a whole week. I, this is probably this is probably weird for people, but hey, well, regardless, I'm man. Happy, bro. Thank uh, you know from Nick to Bull fan. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. When you come up, I'll be happy for y'all too. Trust me. Y'all there? Y'all scratch? Yeah. You know what? I, I don't want to. Don't take this disrespect. What the Bulls are doing right now is what the Knicks, or what I thought the Knicks would be doing right now. If that makes sense. No, absolutely. Well, they're there, but they're not there. That's why if the Knicks were there with the Bulls right now, I, I still would have been okay. But because we were, you know, we doing what we're supposed to do, I'm through the roof. So, but listen, man, this is another great episode. Follow both of us. And so next time we out of here, man, stay safe, stay, wear a mask, wash your ass, and stop, stop listening to the first take, man. All right.
Please. They old. And most importantly, show your work. Always. All right, we out of here. Later. All right.